Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Obviously, the number one story this morning is uh, in uh, New York City, where uh, NYPD are investigating an explosion this morning at a Manhattan subway platform. Uh, joining us to talk about this is Ross McLean, crime specialist and security expert, of course, for a former Toronto police officer. And uh, Ross, first of all, thanks so much for the time. Busy morning for you. I appreciate you taking some time for us today. Yeah, Bill, this story is rapidly developing, rapidly developing, and uh, we're getting some good information out quickly. Well, what do we know so far? Well, what we have is an explosion took place at the busiest bus terminal in New York City. There are over 250,000 people a day go through there. Not far away from where the, uh, of course, the car attack took place, uh, the truck attack, not too long ago. Yeah, those that know New York know that this is really just a couple of blocks away from Times Square. Absolutely. The area is going to be covered, absolutely covered with CCTV and New York Counterterrorism Police. But what we appear to have is at this point uh, a lone suspect uh, walking into the into the subway through the tunnels with a with a device on him that apparently exploded, apparently exploded prematurely. He's in custody, alive. He's identified. Uh, he's the only one who's badly injured at this point and police are starting to unravel and figure out uh, what was behind all this. Now, you just posted a picture on social media that uh, you got, I guess, from one of the New York papers about the suspect? Yeah, there's a picture of him. What you can clearly see from this picture is you can see sort of a Velcro belt that was uh, put around his waist that was used to secure this device uh, that would have been on him. You can certainly see wounds to his uh, belly. His face is uh, aimed down into the ground, and he's wearing um, some khaki pants. So, you know, my suspicion here is, is, Bill, is that this was a bomb that was intended to go off, uh, likely inside of, a, uh, inside of a bus or a subway car or a very contained area. But it appears there's actually some video that's circulating of the bomb going off. It appears that the bomb detonated prematurely and incorrectly. So what happens with these type of bombs, and this is what the police are going to be investigating, exactly how it was made, the the stuff used, that'll fingerprint the bomb and help them to point to how and where this could have been built and who may have helped. But generally speaking, some of these uh, low-grade, low-tech bombers, they use a, a very volatile form of explosive that's made from commonly bought chemicals that can be used. And they will uh, use that, they will line that with ball bearings that when it explodes, if it explodes correctly, will send the ball bearings out and that will cause a lot of death and injury for doing it. In this case, it appears that just the explosives went off, uh, lit him up in flames more or less, without apparently spreading um, the ball bearing. So thankfully, it looks like no major loss of life in this attack. Any uh, reports of anybody else injured besides the alleged bomber? Uh, no reports of major injuries, but I have no doubt from looking at the, the copies of the video that's circulating of it that some people will have perhaps some sort of uh, superficial burns or or perhaps people could have fallen trying to run away or, or that sort of thing. We should put this in perspective. Uh, and again, for those that may not be familiar with uh, Manhattan, downtown Manhattan, Monday morning rush hour, uh, you mentioned this was at the bus terminal. It's the, the Port Authority bus terminal, which is really just a couple of blocks uh, east of Times Square. Uh, but there are linkages from that bus terminal to the subway systems. What if I can get right off a bus uh, into New York City and get right on a subway at that very building? So the potential for massive uh, injury or death here is is really huge, uh, given the number of people that were available and around at that time. Yeah, one of the things that they try to do with, this is going to be the bomb forensics, but what you try to do, 
uh, when they're setting them off, you try to do them in the contained as area as possible, so such as a subway car, because what that will do, that will increase the concussive problems uh, that come from the bomb. It increases it. If, if you do it in an open field, it's not the same because all the energy just dissipates as opposed to being held. But I, I think it's going to be interesting here and in that the police know who this guy is. Uh, apparently, originally reported 37. Now I'm seeing a report he was a 27-year-old man uh, from Bangladesh, been here seven years, according to the former New York uh, police commissioner, Bratton, who reports this. And uh, Bangladesh has been known as an area for training for ISIS-type uh, people. They've got their own terror area uh, problems with bombs there going off and, and suicide bombers. So there'll, there'll be some looking into this background. Right now, places all over Brooklyn and anything associated with man are going to be descended upon by the FBI and the NYPD. Now, Ross, you've talked about this and written about it on your webpage uh, in, in the past uh, about other bombings and potential bombings and situations like this. And there's an interesting uh, common thread that you've talked about in the past, and that's oftentimes when there is a lone bomber, and this appears to be a, a suicide bomber, or that seemed to be the intent anyway, that oftentimes they're not acting alone, that there could be somebody else that might even be in the proximity to that uh, as a backup, and, and obviously other people in the network. I would assume that's maybe where this investigation is going now. Yeah, it's one of the things the police have to be careful of when you descend upon uh, a terror-type attack, is that there could be, that could be attacked to lure people into a second attack. But what we have seen in the past, I mean, because you look at patterns, these people learn how to do these things. So you have a bomber who could be a basically a dupe, but you also need someone who can make the bomb. And, you know, what, what you find out is there's accomplices that are usually with them. Quite often, there'll be someone with them who goes to ensure that they're doing and that they're doing the blowing up of the bomb with the vest. Often, we've actually seen in Europe where there's been two suicide bombers uh, at the same time going together, presumably so one will push it if the other one doesn't, as sort of a backup device for doing it. There's reports that there were some wires on this bomb as well. Uh, whether that was tied to a cell phone that could be used by a detonator remotely by someone, we don't know. That's still to be uh, developed. But it's certainly hitting the pattern of what looks like a classic uh, suicide uh, terrorist bombing bill. So this is a multi-pronged approach at this stage as far as authorities are concerned. And, and since this is a bombing, obviously NYPD are involved in the investigation. But I would imagine this goes right up through to the FBI as well since uh, there's a concern here about terrorist activity. As soon as it's determined to be a terror activity, the FBI takes over and they're the lead agency uh, for dealing with any terror uh, attacks. So they'll be on top of this. They'll be looking at right now hitting his home, looking at his computer devices. And, you know, I just suspect at this point what we're going to find is somewhere, Bill, and maybe I'm being a little bit uh, just jaded at this point, there's going to be a home where he lived with a family and a wife and kids and no one thought he was bad and everything's okay and we're sort of surprised this happened. We've never seen anything strange out of him before. That's sort of what we've heard before. Uh, but the police will be looking into all of the forensic uh, stuff that comes out of that from cell phones, social media, contacts, library books, he's take anything. They they will find out about this man. Um I'll uh, just say one other little thing I'm looking at here. I always like to talk more as an investigator than as a law enforcement person, because mm -hmm. law enforcement, you can only say what you positively know and can stand up in court and not be used to impeach you. But as, as an investigator, we just saw yesterday in, um, in Israel, uh, a security officer was stabbed at a bus terminal in Israel with someone who was going, and that was done in the name of ISIS as well. Today we have a, an attack at a bus terminal uh, in New York City. So I'm wondering if the word has gone out uh, to uh, go attack bus terminals for doing that. I should hope that 
everybody would be tightening up their security at bus terminals at this point and keeping an eye open. Well, how does how do authorities respond in situations like this? Because you saw some of the chatter on social media late last week, Ross, after the the Trump announcement. And, I mean, we've seen the, 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 the response to that, of course, in Jerusalem and other cities in the Middle East. But there was some concern in social media in some circles that watch out. Uh, that may just act as a lever and a, and a switch for people over on this side of the ocean to start responding to it as well. Uh, is, is there a concern now? Is there heightened security at places like bus terminals, etc., because of that, uh, anticipating that there could be more damage and, and more attempts? Well, there's going to have to be. As, as, you, as you've seen over the last number of days around the world, there's been all the uh, usual suspect protest groups have come out to protest at U.S. embassies over the uh, president's naming of Jerusalem as, as being the capital of Israel. So there's certainly a network. They, they activate, they operate in different cities. Uh, and that does that go down to a terror network? Absolutely it can, and it does. And what happens here, and I've been dealing with the police just this, over this past week on, on issues similar to this one, talking about them. What happens, Bill, is the police end up, guess what, everybody's days off gets cancelled, no time off, little vacation, doubling up on shifts. Uh, police have to use whatever resources they have, and the best way they can use them is by doubling them up and putting them places. So... Uh, this terror certainly puts a lot of strain on police forces. Well, and you got to ask yourself, I mean, how much can they actually do in, in the way of being preventative in situations like this? Uh, you know, I mean, we were just at, uh, at Union Station a couple of days ago. Last, well, for the Grey Cup, we drove, you know, took the train up to Ottawa. And we were just looking at the enormity of that. And that's, that's you know, a, a major, uh, you know, commuter station every day. And you figure you can walk in and out of there pretty much unseen by just about anybody right now. And New York City, Chicago, I mean, you name it, there are places all over the place like this. It's, it's got to be frustrating for authorities to try to keep an eye on what's happening and who's doing it. Well, if you don't have, if all you have is a target that you're protecting, that you know is a high-profile target, and you've got no intelligence, you're absolutely right. I mean, what are you going to do in New York City? You're going to check, frisk everybody who tries to get on and off a bus? to go somewhere, put them through a metal detector. If you don't have any intelligence, you can't do anything. What the police really need to rely on, uh, and our country is no different, is intelligence. Uh, intelligence to identify these people. Uh, so that what you can do is you can find those, that few little one percenters of the ones that are out there that are willing to cause death and terror like this. Uh, you know, So this is the sort of thing. We certainly have the discussion going on now with the returned ISIS terrorists coming back to Canada. We'll find out if this man here had a history of being involved in any terrorism when he was over in Bangladesh. If so, how did he get in? How was he cleared? These are the sort of things you have to look at. You really have to rely on intelligence to try and get them, because investigating after the bomb goes off is tragic, but in this case it went off poorly, so we're the better off, and he's still alive, so let's hope they can get some more info out of him. Did you get any sense uh, from the information you've been able to gather so far? I mean, you mentioned that the authorities know who this guy is. Uh, is that simply because he had identification with him, or was he, as the phrase is, known to authorities? Well, we'll, we'll wait to hear that. Uh, I would like to think known to authorities. That's what I would like to think. But the question becomes, how do you deal with these people who are known to authorities? You know, you know, the issue here, Bill, is when it comes to people who are willing to do uh, terrorist acts, you just don't wake up one day and decide to do a terrorist act. You have to get training, you have to be psyched to do it, you have to become radicalized, you have to believe that this is the, way, the best way to resolve the problem, there's a reward for it. There's, there's work that goes into developing these people to do this. So it's, there's a network that's tied to this. 
Uh, obviously, there's people who are coming and relocating. This is someone else we've seen come from another country in the last 10 years into the U.S. to uh, create terror. So it's the exporting of terror from some of these uh, more dangerous countries that are certainly the concern, because that's how you can get the people there. Uh, we know that uh, as a result of this, that uh, the authorities in New York now, of course, have, well, first, obviously, the the, the Port Authority uh, bus station is now off limits to everybody. Uh, apparently, they're rerouting subways away from that area now. Uh, but I would imagine everybody's on heightened security right around the Big Apple, just about every place where people are going to gather, including Times Square and just about anywhere else. Well, fur- further threats have been put out by ISIS saying they want to cause problems at uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve, and, and one terror intelligence person I spoke to told me last week that, yeah, well, they put those out every year, which they do, but they unfortunately seem to have takers that want to take up on this sort of thing. So uh, the best we can hope for here is that our intelligence uh, authorities are working and they've got the resources they need. They've got the uh, persons that they need to be able to follow up on these leads. And then we need to be able to act on them. I mean, uh, there's if you have somebody who has fought in a war zone, who has tasted blood, uh, who has learned and trained how to put these devices together and sees it as being a noble cause, I, I just don't know how we allow them to uh, to run about in our in our various countries. It's it's just too dangerous. Well, we'll find out more. I guess there's going to be a press conference, I guess, in about an hour or so, we're told, and the governor and the mayor of New York will be there, and, and certainly I would imagine members of the NYPD and the FBI. Uh, and, and we're always interested to get some of the details and background on these uh, circumstances when they happen. Uh, about whether or not the five eyes, you know, those that are listening in on, on chatter from uh, ledge sources uh, are aware of who this individual was and, and who they may be associated with. So still a lot to learn here, isn't there, Ross? There's, there's a lot to learn. You know, what I'm really concerned about is I want to see police have the intelligence resources that they need to be able to find and deal with these issues. But there's also concerns on the other avenue about intelligence resources being used improperly, political reasons, leaks, and things like this. You know, so we need to, uh, you know, get proper control and uh, use our intelligence sources in an intelligent way to protect our communities and uh, and our way of life. Absolutely. Ross, thanks so much for the update on this. uh, Greatly appreciated. Thank you, Bill. There'll be more information coming out very shortly, I'm sure. You betcha. Thanks again. Uh, You can, by the way, go to Ross's website, rossmcclainsecurity.com. And uh, he's got some of the uh, the videos and pictures that are posted, including apparently the moment the explosion happened at uh, the bus station in New York City. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.